0: to Meet My Brain, a field guide to Asperger's. This episode is a short introduction to the communication complexities of high-functioning autism, also known as Asperger's. Good communication is important in social relationships, with family, with friends, at school and work, and other activities, so it'll take more than one episode to look at what communication is like for people with high-functioning autism, also known as Asperger's. Communication is at the heart of Asperger's disorder because the most significant and most obvious limitations are social and communication, or even social communication. So what I'm going to try to do is explain how communication is experienced by someone with Asperger's. And the thing is, since I have it, it's not going to be maybe that great of an explanation because the um, communication is going to be affected by my Asperger's. So this episode will cover communication with others. Now, I really struggled with a way that I could describe communication issues so that someone who who didn't have Asperger's could understand what that looks like. And it's particularly challenging, as I said, to explain something so complex because of the problems I have with communication. So I came up with something that I think may at least start to describe it, and I call that lost in translation. And I feel like the best way to start this off is with an example. So imagine how using a foreign language can be challenging, whether you are fluent in that language or not. So I'm going to tell you a story about a man named Carlos. I traveled in Costa Rica at one time and stayed at a little hotel, but wanted to see the country and so I asked the hotel and they referred me to a driver by the name of Carlos. Now, Carlos lived in a house in a small city near San Jose and ran his own business as a driver and as a tour guide. And he was very busy because at that time, a lot of Americans, Canadians and Europeans were traveling from their countries and buying property in Costa Rica because it was at that time still reasonably priced and the cost of living was reasonable. So we talked to Carlos about that. Now he spoke English well, but not perfect, and I spoke some Spanish, so it looked like we were easily able to communicate. Now a few days after meeting Carlos, we told him we wanted to look at some property to buy. And asked him if he would drive us around. And, and he said, no problem. Uh, we want, And we told him we want a house with some land. So Carlos made some calls, probably checked some maps or something, talked to people and set up appointments. And then we were on our way. So we got into the car, started to go, and Carlos turned around and said, I have a coffee farm near here, so we'll go there first. So my companion and I whispered to each other, like, how could Carlos have a farm and still maintain his driving company? So we were like amazed. After seeing the farm, and we're back on the road again, and Carlos said, I have a small house not far from here on 20 acres with a beautiful view. And the tenants said we could stop by. So we saw the place and it was exactly as he described it. We met the tenants and Looked at a beautiful view. So going to our next stop, Carlos said, I have some land without a house. It has 35 acres and it's on a cliff. You can see all the way to the ocean. Well, now we were definitely impressed that this man could own his own driving company, a farm, a place he rented out, of course, to tenants, and this other big piece of vacant land. And figured that, yeah, prices in Costa Rica must have been really inexpensive at one point for him to be able to uh, afford all of this. So we went to a few other places with Carlos. They were all lush and beautiful. And then he took us home to meet his wife and daughter and have a home-cooked dinner. So at dinner, we commented to his wife, who's a teacher who spoke perfect English, We told her how impressed we were with their properties. Well, you should have seen the look on her face. Uh, She looked really surprised and glanced over at Carlos. What, she said, what did you say to them? She asked him. This house is the only property we own, she said, looking over at me. And they started to speak Spanish for a minute quickly, so I didn't translate too much. And then Teresa, his wife, laughed and laughed. Carlos, who was still perfecting his Spanish, had incorrectly translated a Spanish word. Carlos, Traces said, I told you the word means there is, not I have. We all had a good laugh because we noticed that just one word translated inaccurately had completely changed the meaning of what Carlos thought he had said. He didn't mean I have property, he meant there is property. So I give this example to show how important the understanding of just one word can change the whole conversation. What Carlos thought he said had a very different meaning to us, and he didn't realize it, and neither did we, until we had someone to translate. So, Often when someone with Asperger's has a conversation, there can be a misunderstanding that neither one of them understands or even is aware of. So you might guess that if neither realizes that something was lost in translation, there is a breakdown in communication. Sometimes one party or the other doesn't figure it out at all. The person without Asperger's might think that the uh, Asperger's person either blew them off, doesn't care, is boring at conversation, or just plain weird. So I and other people who have Asperger's are awfully considered to be loners or homebodies or maybe even antisocial. And I think now, not only is it our brain wiring that we need to deal with, but after so many attempts to fit in, to have conversations with others, and have the feeling set in, this panicky feeling. Uh, and What happens is my mind will go blank. So that increases the anxiety as I try to search for something to say. This is because conversation doesn't come naturally. What some people don't understand is, I still want to say something. The thoughts are still going on in my mind. I'm listening to everything the others are saying. I just can't get the words out. So, that in combination with the translating of words we hear into the pictures we can understand and then back again into words the other person can understand, that takes so much energy. And imagine. That's not easy. If you don't have Asperger's, try it sometime. It'd be delightful to know what you thought of it, or if you could even do it. Because I'm wondering, no matter how your brain is wired, how easy is it to do something like that? One thing about my brain is that it is what it is. And so you've probably heard that you can make new neural pathways, depending on how you use your brain. And I'm sure that some of them have been created. However, I have not improved much over decades of trying to, observing other people, reading books, trying to figure out how I could be better at this. And I'm relatively intelligent, so if it was a matter of learning and reading and studying, I would have got it by now. I just think that my brain is not going to get it and not because I don't want to communicate but because my brain kind of shorts out, I think, during the process. And when you have a short, no amount of uh, trying to fix it with something else is going to work. So when I can, I tell people, that I have a little bit of an issue with communication, or I may ask questions more than they would expect. And that's the best I can do. It's still frustrating to walk away from a conversation and not know how I came across. I said at the beginning of this episode that I would be talking about communication and that it's a complex subject that can't be covered just in one episode. There's so many aspects to it, and it profoundly affects the lives of anyone with Asperger's and certainly has affected mine and continues to do so. Other episodes will cover different aspects of communication challenges that I face. Even though I realize that I can't be in the brain of a normal person, so to speak, or what we call neurotypical, I would love it if there was a way people could understand what it's like to be in my brain. So listen to future episodes as I take a deep dive in what it's like to be me and try to communicate. I hope you're getting this.